0: Today's show is a royal rumble. Michael Gargiulo, serial entrepreneur and CEO of VPN.com, dukes it out versus Drew Rosner of Media Options over Michael's recent Forbes article on exact match domains. You do not want to miss this show. Enjoy. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds. Keep your merchandise safe. And use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com, payments you can trust. Finally, if you're a domain name investor, don't you have unique legal needs that require domain name technical know how and industry experience? That's why you need Steven Lieberman of Greenberg and Lieberman or Jason Schaefer of Esquire.com. Go search for Jason Schaefer or Steven Lieberman on Domain Sherpa. Watch their interviews and you can see for yourself that they can clearly explain issues, can help you with buy-sell agreements, deal with website content issues and UDRP actions, and even help you write your website terms and conditions. Steven Lieberman and Jason Schaefer are the lawyers to call for internet legal issues. See for yourself at Esquire.com or APlegal.com. Hey, Sherpa Network, I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of DomainSherpa.com, and today we have Michael Gargiulo rejoining us. He's the CEO of VPN.com, and we're going to hear all about the progression of his company built on his exact match domain, VPN.com, also the six offers he's had from the largest VPN competitors, two offers from publicly traded companies. Michael, Andrew, and I are delighted to welcome you back.
1: No, thank you both for having me, Tess, Andrew. I'm very excited. Uh, we, got, we got Andrew in Portugal, Tess in Phoenix. I'm in Atlanta. Let's, let's make a great show happen for the folks.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, so you're based in
1: Georgia, yes? Yes, yes, based in Georgia.
0: And as VPN is growing, all your employees um, are remote?
1: Yeah, we've got a distributed team, just like Media Options and Domain Sherpa. Um, we've got, uh, I think, most of the team here in the U.S., and then a handful of contractors uh, in Europe and uh, one in Australia. So we've got a, a diverse team that uh, the sun actually never sets. So the time zone is somebody's always working on on VPN, which is which is nice. As the owner, you wake up in the middle of the night, something somebody's getting something done.
0: That's great. Is that going to be the uh, the article? Um- uh, heading for your next um, press release, The Sun yeah, Never is. Sets on VPN.
1: That's it. That's it. That's it. We're, we're, you're picking up what I'm putting down, Tess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, your, your recent Forbes article on exact match domains, I know um, it was fantastic, and I know Drew would love to discuss that with you later in the show. But first, let's hear about, um, you know, last time you were on, we were talking about building your company why you invested four years of your time and then obviously a chunk of your capital for your company on um so you invested four years of your time trying to acquire vpn.com you knew that that was key to how you were going to develop your business and then you had this this shift of serving vpn providers as as well um tell us tell us about the progression of your company since the last time that we talked. Yeah, about.
1: absolutely. We we've definitely uh, we've learned a lot about our customers. I mean, we get we get tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of visitors over the course uh, of a month and for us we wanted to learn as much about serving those customers, what those customers want. They come to us not through Google, not through Facebook, not, you know, YouTube. They come directly to our URL, which is one of the very nice aspects of exact match domains. And for us we recognize that if we can serve these customers very well, if we can provide them exactly what they're looking for, get them a VPN in 15 seconds, not only are they going to feel confident in their experience with us, they're going to recommend it to their friends. So um, for us, we've been really focused on learning uh, how people, what aspects of a VPN are important. I think VPNs are a lot like health insurance. You know, nobody likes buying them, but when you have to buy one or you need to buy one, you're going to be interested for the moment and, and care about, you know, a couple nuanced things on your, on your way to purchase. So we've had a lot of great progress there. We've had uh, several offers. Um, I mean, a lot of offers come through really in the last three to four months that have yeah, kind of maybe. me look eight, at the
0: Yeah. Eight, yeah offers eight offers is a lot. Um, and two from publicly traded companies and the other six sounds like from your very serious competitors. Uh, yeah. You know, that's unusual.
1: Well, I mean, the 40% of of all domains in the in the VPN space end in vpn.com, right? So, so expressvpn.com or nordvpn.com, some of these huge VPN companies that have hundreds of millions of dollars of annual revenue to work with and, and in huge teams. Uh, you can imagine every time VPN gets mentioned and their brand gets mentioned, you know, they're saying go to expressvpn.com and that. You know for us you would be amazed at the synergies that's created when when you know these companies go out and start promoting um, and just acknowledging you know a new entrance into the field and for for us it was just incredible to see how many people um, just respect VPncom like they'll say oh I saw you on TV or I saw you you know somewhere we don't have any TV ads but they saw somebody else that ends in VPncom so There's a lot of synergies that I think these companies even recognize they could, they could uh, lean on if they own the domain. So uh, it's a great space. It's, it's growing dramatically. And uh, for us to be able to own this name at this time, like I was saying uh, in, in the last video, and like a lot of people have said on this show since it's, it's, it's really great owning the exact match name of your space because no one else can do it. And you just have this little kind of bubble you operate. in. is it, as an end user so yeah yeah, lots, very, of
0: good stuff. yeah, very particularly in the security space you have such instant credibility now drew as a broker so often acquiring domains for um for companies you know from the opposite end um acquiring an exact match domain or a, a premium domain from a competitor for a corporation do you see this as as a typical scenario you encounter yeah, I mean, it
2: just, you know, I, natural competition, people see a threat. Um, if, if, you know, if you're a company and you're well-established and you see a threat from a non-incumbent, you want to remove that threat. And so um, acquisition is uh, absolutely, the, generally, generally speaking, the, the cheapest and fastest way of uh, removing a threat um, or that type of threat. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, obviously and clearly both a defensive and an offensive um, strategy to, you know, uh, an industry incumbent trying to acquire BPM.com uh, for all the reasons that Michael mentioned, uh, among others. And, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, you know, at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and when you're outbound selling a domain to – Um, a company with hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue or a publicly traded company, how often is it that they recognize the value before that has been built into a company um, like Michael's? So say if you're just outbound selling VPN.com and there is no company behind it. I mean, I see that frequently.
2: It's very, it's very, um, industry specific. So certain industries are more adept to, um, the benefits and value. And, um, ultimately the threat that's represented by, um, the exact match domain, um, you know, perfect example is uh, VRBO vacation, vacationrentals.com, Right. They were growing at an extremely rapid pace. They were sort of uh, first mover advantage, at least at scale. And um, they saw that the only avenue um, for another incumbent in the travel industry, specifically the hospitality industry, specifically the hotel booking industry, um, the only way for, you know, an incumbent um, Expedia um, to come and attack their business to uh, get market share um, or have any way of gaining traction um, or detracting from the rapid growth that the RBO is experiencing was to come into the market with vacationrentals.com because that is the name, that is what the consumer is searching for, that is what um, you know is going to resonate with a consumer in a market, particularly in a market where there's very little brand power. Um, you know, I've said this before. I think we talked about it in the past uh, with cabinets.com and, uh, you know, any industry where there's not a lot of um, brand recognition, these types of domain names have even more power. Um, so the average Joe um, couldn't tell you the name of a, uh, you know, VPN company. Right. Um, I think mean, the only one I can think of, you know, I've got Express VPN on my computer, but like the only one I can really, you know, until I bought that about a year ago, the only company I could have told you about was um, Hide My Ass, and the only reason is because they have such a great name, and I'm a vulgar <laughs> person, and so Hide My Ass just you know it stood out to me, but other than that, you know, most people, the average Joe, has no clue. They couldn't tell you a single company in the VPN space, and so um, if I'm like, oh shit, okay, I need a VPN, I'm going to go do a search, and VPN.com pops up, it's like, okay, well, I don't know who any of these other people are, even if they're the largest companies in the space. I don't know them. They're not a household name. So I'm gonna trust VPN.com. And I think there's been multiple studies, including a large study done by Microsoft, you know, which supports that. Um, Says that, you know, in all things being equal, uh, a person does a search. They've got, you know, 10 things on page one to, um, uh, you know, disqualifying paid search. Um, But they've got 10 things to choose from. They're going with the one, either the household brand or with the exact match keyword that resonates with their search. so um, yeah whether it's vpn.com or uh, you know cabinets.com or uh, you know there's a little bit more brand recognition in something like car insurance um, but even so people have such a strong distrust of the insurance industry that they're looking for an un- they're looking for an unbiased review of insurance carriers in order to select the best insurance for them or they're just simply going to their, you know, whoever provides their life insurance or home insurance, you know, they're going to just go back to that same party to get the other types of insurance so that maybe they can get some kind of package discount. But, um, for the most part, these types of things lend themselves to, um, a very strong position for the exact match domain name. Um, one thing I'll say is, um, despite the fact that, you know, all, all that we're talking about here, um, there has been a uh, credible um, devaluation of exact match domain names over the last three years, I'd say, four years. Um, and uh, that's pretty well known um, in the domain community, in the search community, in the marketing community. Um, but it doesn't change consumer behavior. so. While it may change um, a, an exact match domain names' impact for search engine optimization, it does not change consumer behavior. So, all and things being equal, well, if you've got the exact match domain name uh, matched up against, you know, uh, you know, let's say four other, really top five are the only thing that matter in search. So, um, you've got four other uh, competitors with names which are not household names. Um, consumer, I, I don't remember exactly what the percentile is, but it's a very high percentile uh, probability that the consumer is going to click on the exact match domain for trust purposes. Um,
0: and I mean, that's what it sounds like, Michael, you're saying, especially uh, how, what percentage did you say of your um, visitors are coming through direct type in? Yeah, so through the search
1: we get... You know, th- those are those are typically your best your best visitors, and I know Drew just um, spilled a lot of knowledge there, but he he definitely unpacked something that we're already recognizing. And that's specifically if our brand is in the top ten results, or, or let's say for a moment we're competing uh, with other PPC ads. Generally, um, our URL is going to outperform their URL click through rate uh, by copious amounts. I mean by Three to five times.
2: So your You're click of customer page. acquisition based on CPC is also less than theirs is. Most exactly. likely. Based on so I'm getting,
1: I'm getting more clicks at a cheaper cost than any of my competitors. And I can say that with near 100% certainty because of what Drew exactly just said: just the consumer behavior of how they process a search, how they process their search results and what URLs they instinctively trust. This is what I think so many people don't understand about exact match domains. That the value, sure it's in you know owning the exact match domain, but really the, the, the mechanics and advertising in it are where a lot of the benefits are because the efficiency of your marketing spend. I like to say for, for every $1 I spend as an exact match domain holder, another brand has to spend $10 to accomplish the exact same result from a perception standpoint. And that's because of the consumer behavior. People instinctively trust exact match domains. And if you give them a good experience a quality informational experience and provide them what they're looking for, they have no reason not to trust you. They have no reason not to recommend you when that particular subject comes up in conversation. Um, Competitors start perceiving you differently as you, you shape out the quality of your brand. You start uh, capturing more impressions, share, and results. There's a whole slew of kind of snowball benefits that really start to happen when you figure out um, you know, how, how to move your brand up in, in visibility online. And that that's primarily done through search engines. But I mean, in terms of even just like display or offline advertising, like, VPN, go to VPN.com. I mean, I really don't need to say much more than that. And I accomplish, you know, what, what, what Drew's talking about here, um, what Rand spoke about, and I think a couple shows ago, I mean, there's, there's so many intrinsic benefits of owning that name that don't really get realized until you have a brand built. So, you know, inv- the investor aspect of it is nice. I think Frank, um, you know, shelling put, puts a good spin on, on looking at how you build domain, how you build out. Uh, businesses in the best domains you know it takes a lot to build a brand and a lot to build a quality brand and um you know if you're going to if you're going to buy a, uh, an expensive exact match domain you you should be committing 5 to 10 years to that to to really make something out of it so yeah there there's a lot of uh, beautiful uh benefits to owning it that we're still uncovering ourselves like still so
0: yeah as an experience, go ahead Drew
2: yeah i just I'm going to throw a prediction out there that the domain industry should love, but I'm going to probably get a lot of hate. and and. Um,
0: You're going to get a lot of feedback.
2: Yeah. We um, like feedback. Feedback's good. So everything, everything is cyclical. Everything in life, everything in business, everything in, in, in politics, economics, history, everything is cyclical. Everything repeats. Um, and I predict that – in the next let's say three to five years maybe shorter than that maybe a much nearer term than that but let's say three to five years to be conservative um we're going to see a major rebound in exact match domains and um what i will say is i'm already seeing signs of um a rebound in the viability and advantage of exact match keyword domain names in search. Um, That same advantage that I was just saying has been sort of disqualified or devalued by most of the search and marketing community as well as domain investors. Um, Over the last few years, I'm starting to see, um, I can't talk about exact uh, uh, case studies or or examples, Um, but I can say that it's based on some of our top customers who are considered to be t- some of the top SEOs in the world. And um, they are seeing a almost clear um, uh, pickup in, in the advantage of these, of these exact match domain names. And there's a lot of reasons for it, which I haven't studied enough to really go into it in depth yet, but I hope to in the next few months. Um, but I'm quite sure that... Um, without being certain, but quite sure that there is some major changes coming to uh, Google's search algorithm that despite all of their shouting from the rooftops that they want to kill the URL and and, and all the bullshit that you read about, um, there are very clear advantages which are going to play to the advantage of exact match domain name holders. And we are going to see SEO benefits increase from exact match domains over the coming years. If not yeah mix. I, I um, couldn't agree more
1: I, I, I think the um, I think you know I've heard I was reading an article the other day about Google wanting to remove the URL completely from their their chrome browser you know making the URL pretty much not visible which would you know change you know how customers perceive but there still has to be a way to recognize trust of the brand that you're working with so the URL is definitely the easiest uh, easiest place to do that but yeah, I think the domain industry I, I think there there is a premium um, there was there was a nice bubble that uh, we, we rode up for for a couple of years uh, I think right now we're going through a season that if you don't own the best names you're hurting right now you know your, your values are hurting your offers are hurting the regularity of both are hurting and it's tough to it's tough to figure out you know do I keep this one do I sell this one for more you know is this the last offer I'm gonna get on this name Um I think the domain name is the easiest way to establish a quality brand like it's the first decision a brand has to make when they come online right and and if they make a right decision, you know everything that drew and and we just touched on about customer behavior is never going to go away never will it go away so so if you take the right approach you can you can capitalize on that that aspect of consumer behavior but if if you if you don't um or you don't own a name in that space you're you're um you're obscure people don't people won't know you i mean imagine there being 10 to 100 times the amount of competitors in your space today excuse me in 100 years than there are today 10 to 100 times your competitors that means there's going to have to be some some way that that the companies that are winning bring in permanent differentiation and that typically is done through brand through location through a patented, you know, through something that can be forever and always your, your asset and domain names, I think will be that over time because we're just going to run out of, run out of options. You know, there, there's, there's only going to be so there's many, you know, variations well undervalued,
2: well underappreciated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when, when brands, you know, brands are already recognizing this. And I think this is why you're starting to see a comeback already. They're, they're just, understanding the value of hey we could go in and drop 50 100
2: a million dollars that's not the reason that's not the reason so the reason is directly correlated to google and the reason so there's two sides to this coin so one is why does google want to kill url in the first place and the reason is because google wants to be the gatekeeper just like facebook wants to be the gatekeeper just like every other third party um uh intermediary wants to be the gatekeeper of Traffic, because traffic is the currency of the internet. And what's the precursor to traffic? Trust. So ultimately trust is the currency of the internet. And so um, Google wants to kill the URL because companies, people, anybody who wants to um, cut them out, who wants to establish their own direct link to the consumer, to their audience, to whoever it is that they want to use the internet to connect with, Um, the best way, the only way to do that uh, without entrusting your brand, your message, your traffic, your data, and everything else to a third party is owning your bestversion.com domain name. It's the only single way in today's world to have a direct control over your single point of contact with your consumer and your audience so that is why Google wants to kill URL because they want all the traffic to come through Google naturally they, they inherit um, uh, particularly in any you know, beast like Google so um, however all of that being said um, Google needs to do what they set out to do from the beginning which is provide meaningful semantic search to customers to provide them what they're looking for and um, ultimately one of the best ways of doing that is parsing out what they can from the url and so uh google's been you know sort of a big believer in these new gtlds they've been supporting it they've launched some of their own and ultimately the only way to make new gtlds work is to parse out the keyword to the right of the dot and so um even though they say right now they're not taking the left and what's to the right of the dot, and you know, and joining them to establish exactly um, what is intended by that URL. Uh, the evidence suggests otherwise. And um, as we're seeing in.net.org and.com uh, exact match domain names, two words, three words, uh, there is an increasing advantage that's seemingly coming about and so who knows we'll see where it goes but there's a whole bunch of different reasons um all having to do with google um well and god um, stop making
1: premium domain names you know i mean there's only going to be one vpn there's only going to be one media options there's only going to be one identity.com i mean there's there's uh my dad used to have this this saying he was in real estate and he would buy property and uh you know He might overpay in some circumstances, but just like great domain names, okay, you know, I I I overpay a little bit here, but this is I'm the only one guy that can ever own this this particular asset. And there's no there's no way you can buy a competitive advantage like that. I mean, the reality is that that's what you're buying. Like your URL is your address, and you're basically making that address a competitive advantage permanent competitive advantage. I guess it's an absolute advantage for, for our economic listeners, but Uh, It it definitely is something that you can hold on to forever. And, you know, for VPN, it it has been um, something that you leverage with competitors, something that you leverage with uh, stakeholders, employees, uh, partners. It it bakes customers. It bakes into all of their perception, like Tess was saying, instantly. And um, I think brands are not... They're going to soon recognize, and I think this is what you're you're alluding to in some way, uh, uh, Drew. They're recognizing that that is the cheaper, a cheaper option. Buying a, a quality brand that is a cheaper option to quickly establishing a brand than trying to invest in the mechanics and traditional route of content and all this, that, and the other that that you know good brands are supposed to do. So buying a
2: great name can can send a lot of that out the door. Still got to do it. But I'm actually can- not even talking about brands. I'm not. I'm not necessarily talking about brands. I'm talking about supplemental domains primarily that support a brand that are more industry specific, product specific, uh, service specific. Um, you know, that play a supporting role to what the brand might be. Um, you know, so for example, you know Casper mattresses. You know, great brand in Casper.com, but it doesn't tell the consumer anything about it. any any consumer who doesn't know. Casper, right. the Casper mattress brand doesn't uh, recognize them when they do the search, but they do recognize, you know, mattress reviews.com. Right. And um, if they go to mattress reviews or mattresses.com or whatever, you know, I don't I'm just making this stuff up and, and to click on that. And then boom, here's Casper. Well, now they say, Oh, Casper trusted brand. I'm going to go to Casper and buy my mattress from Casper. And yeah. so uh, whereas that was the play, Uh, In insurance, in uh, mortgages, and everything leading up uh, right up until probably the peak was around 2012, 13, 14. uh, That has uh, basically all but gone away and, 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 and is no longer the strategy for most companies. What I'm saying is that that's about to change, in my opinion. I could very well be wrong. This no, is not...
1: I agree. I, agree with, you. I but, agree with you. I think we're saying the same thing, just for different different ways. Yeah. Um, and I think at the end, it's it's the great name. You know, I mean, it's there's many benefits to that.
2: Domains are great for many reasons. Domains are great for or, you know for, for for defensive purposes, offensive purposes, and there's a whole bunch of supporting arguments on on all sides of that. Um, ultimately, the reason that domains are great evolves. It changes but it's cyclical. And and so all I'm saying is that I think, for certain reasons that used to be true, I think we're gonna see those same reasons become, again, a a newly successful argument for how great dominions are.
0: So Um, I have a question, if I may. Um, So Drew, you were talking about vacationrentals.com and how VRBO proactively saw that as the the only real um, threat area for them, and then looked into taking action accordingly. Um, Michael, do you think with vpn.com, do you think in that space, which, you know, is such a techie space, you would think they would be really aware, um, and, um, I guess that's a different tangent I'd love to talk about, you know, a lot of the tech space, it doesn't mean that they fully understand domain values or domain impact, um, but do you think that vpn.com was on their radars and it was just your tenacity and four years of follow up um, that let you acquire it or do you think they missed it altogether and once they see now how well you're growing and developing now they want to they they want to take care I mean, of the threat of your company
1: I think that that threat you know a perceived threat will grow as we grow and and that is directly correlated. I think any good buyer is, you know, is is going to have to hang in there through, through being shopped. You know, I'm sure our, our negotiation was being shopped around to anybody that the seller thought would pay more for it. You know I mean? He's going to be, he's incentivized to get the most money for it. Right. And, and I come along and give him X and he's going to make sure that Y could never be greater than X. And, just
0: just to clarify, you're talking about the seller of VPN.com,
1: the yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, before the, the, you start The started seller I purchased it from. And you know, I think I think Drew can attest to this as, as you know someone who brokers pretty regularly, but it definitely um, it definitely is, is is helpful when you have a broker. that uh, there there's not as um, if you can build rapport. Uh, quickly with the buyer or seller. It's much easier to establish that trust in a negotiation. So if you have an interested party, you know, let's just say for a moment, an interested buyer and and Drew's able to build rapport quickly with the seller, that transaction can happen in a a matter of of hours, you know, if if not a couple days, you know, sometimes what happens is you know, especially for larger domains that are worth a lot of money, they're going to want to really make sure that they're getting the, the, the premium that they they think it's worth. And um, a lot of times, that means you're going to get shopped. And uh, you know that that's why when you when you are looking at buying a name, particularly an expensive name, you know, have your paperwork ready to go, have your money situated. Um, Have your broker, you know, uh, um, polished up and understanding how to represent you best if you have one and, and, you know, be ready because once they agree, you don't want any more time lingering in their mind to, well, I wonder if I go, you know, ask so-and-so who emailed me, you know, X amount of years ago, hey, you know, is this something that they might be of interest? Because I know for me that, that happened, that happened in just about every domain I've ever bought over a hundred grand you know, and and that again, just kind of lends itself, I'd say more to the price point and less to the, um, you know, the experience or the approach that a broker or buyer has. So it, it, you know, these people who own expensive domains, you know, they're, they've owned them probably for a long time. They know what they own. They they typically know what they want. Uh, And if you come in here and give them what they want, you're not going to, I would say, deal with a lot of, of, you know back and forth if you're coming in there and trying to make a deal that can that can be a risk as well losing losing the domain can you know it could change your business forever it could change somebody else's business forever so you got to be delicate with how you you approach that and and have your ducks in a row before you know kind of going to uh going to that first point of contact
2: yeah, yeah a bit more a bit specific more specifically to like t- to test question um did the other players in the industry miss the opportunity? Were they just not paying attention or they didn't care? And the, fact, the, 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 the answer is um, nobody gives a shit, okay? Uh, Google doesn't give a shit about search.com. Apple doesn't give a shit about phone.com or about tablet.com or about, they, they, just, they don't care. Nobody gives a shit. These companies are not in the domain business. These companies are in the product or the service business that they are in. And the only thing they care about is defending against competition and growing their own business. And the domain name is completely and utterly irrelevant to them until you are something new or a threat. And that domain could have been sitting online with a $49,000 buy it now price tag for 20 years. And you could have emailed every single CEO and marketing director in the VPN industry and said, hey, I just saw VPN.com has got a $49,999 buy it now price tag. You should buy this domain. And not a single one of them is going to click that button. Not one. I swear to you. It's not until you come to them and you say, hey, your competitor is about to buy this domain or hey, look, this guy, Michaels built this uh, VPN review site, and you're number 38, and your biggest competitor is number two, and they're getting 70% of the traffic, and you're getting jack shit. And this VPN guy, is getting, you know, whatever, 50,000, uh, visitors a month, and, uh, you know, 2% of those are qualified leads. That means your competitor is getting uh, – Whatever that is, 140 uh, convertible leads per month, and you're getting jack shit. What does that mean? Okay, so you extrapolate it out. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the average ticket is, but like, to say 50 bucks for a run. You could call it 100 bucks. Make it nice, easy, round numbers. It's like 100 bucks, 140 leads a month. That guy's generating 14,000 dollars a month in extra revenue that he's spending zero money on, and. The only way that you're gonna compete is to buy VPN.com and take that traffic, right? And so then it's very easy to say, okay, so, you know, and I'm just making up numbers here, uh, you know, just for, 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 for illustration purposes. But it's like, okay, well, um, I'm gonna immediately get $14,000 a month in leads that convert that I didn't previously have. Um, my cost uh, of customer uh, acquisition is going to be reduced. Never mind all the other benefits of, of paid search and, 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 and offline uh, offline advertising, etc. Forget about all that. Just purely on a business um, uh, cost reduction, a cost, customer acquisition cost reduction process. You're reducing your customer acquisition cost and creating a sustainable, uh, what, what's the fastest way to increase profits? Decrease expenses. Way easier than new sales, right? So if you can decrease your expenses, which is decreasing the cost of customer acquisition. Now you've got $14,000 a month. Okay. That's $150,000 a month. How many years do you want to put on this? I mean, you've got, a, you've got an asset, right? This isn't an expense. You're buying an asset that will continue to produce a dividend for your business. What kind of multiple do you put on that? Right. And then extrapolate it out. And that's a very, very clear way. For somebody who doesn't understand domains, which is basically 100% of CEOs and marketing directors uh, in the world today, and explaining to them how this domain is going to affect their bottom line and why they not only uh, shouldn't ignore it, but they can't afford to. And so the answer is they didn't give a shit until you became a threat. That's just the fact. The domain name is irrelevant to them until you became a threat. Well, and I, I think the other, you know, I, I agree
1: with, I, I agree with that. I think the other end of that is a lot of the people that I've, at least I've spoken to that have made offers on the name since we bought it. Um, they definitely recognized it was no longer uh, a resume. Like previously the page was parked to some dude's resume and they recognized a new thread, a new person coming in and doing something with this name. Um, Test to to your point. I don't think I don't think they see the vision of what a name like that can be, and I think this is generally with most executives. You're trying to pitch premium names to. They just can't, and they, they don't understand. You know, from a search standpoint, the volume aspect of uh, of how many people are searching that particular keyword. In this case, VPN. You know, there's there's so many reasons. That when uh, we got that name for a million dollars, when we bought that name for a million bucks, you know, I'm sure they ran through those calculations. Drew just said, "I'm sure, I'm sure they did." And at the end of the day, they're going to be like, "Okay, shell out a million dollars, make 14 grand a month. How many months we're going to have to do that?" No, nah, no thanks. You know, that was a prop. That was probably a calculation that they ran through. But the value isn't there. Like, there, you wouldn't, you wouldn't buy this name uh, to, you know, to keep it away. From someone, you know, the true value where you're going to extract the most gold from an exact match domain is situating it in Google at the top, which generally most people don't understand. Most executives, you know, don't understand the, the domaining aspects of that and then establishing yourself as the only contender in that space forever and and those two things is where the value at sure we can talk about the traffic and and the leads that we can generate and that, you know the short-term conversions and money that we can make that's great but the, the real value and where where you're going to justify a, a huge price is is the future vision of what that brand can be and if people don't get that next like next like I, i'm not going to sit here and try if you don't have the vision to
2: keep up with what it could be like, I'm not going to sit here and try and educate, educate. you. And I'm sorry. I have educated. to disagree completely. I really do. I, I, You and I see eye to eye on on why, you know, domain names and, and how amazing these things are and what a strategic advantage they are and the moat that they create around your business. But nobody buys blue sky. Okay. Nobody buys blue sky. You can sit here until you're blue in the face telling an executive about what vpn.com can be and they're gonna they honestly they don't give a shit and this is coming from no I, no i think that's i, I think that's I think that's a, a, think the think that's a false assumption the, 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 the investors the people like, who don't understand it don't give a shit if you're talking to me nobody understands it though nobody outside of the community very few people outside of the search community and the domain community understand they just don't and six and seven figure domain sales go to people who don't understand for the most part. There, there are, are ob- very obvious exceptions, but selling the story of what this can be doesn't work. The only time it works is when you're talking about a new company looking for a brand, usually from an entrepreneur who's already had an exit, who went through two or three rounds of funding before they were told by their VC or somebody on their board to go out and buy the best version.com domain name for their business. And then they directly saw the impact of that domain acquisition and the wind that it put in their sales subsequently. And then in their after their exit and they come back for more and they're, you know, now they're up for their next business, their next venture. Now they want to start on day one with that ultra premium domain name, the best version.com domain name for their business, whether that's a generic exact match.com or whether that's an unrelated generic one word.com they're going to use as a brand like an apple.com or an amazon.com which has got nothing to do with their business. Um, but the blue sky argument only works at that stage. It only works with the guy who already understands. And that is not 99% of executives today. But that um,
0: is Michael Garzullo. Michael, <laughs> you're an experienced entrepreneur. Well, I, mean, I, I think.
1: I think Drew makes a great point there. I mean, I, I think the people that understand it win. And if that's a very small portion of people, then those small portion of people are going to win over the long term. The people that understand how to establish a quality, you know, .com brand online, they win. Now, you know. I, I agree with Drew in the sense that most people don't understand what something can be. Most people don't have grand visions. Most people don't have visions beyond like a year, maybe three years most. Like, like they, they don't, they, we just are not wired as humans to think like that. So when you come pitch them an asset, you, know, you, you do bring in the blue sky story a bit. It's not really the language that they're 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 running in. That's not how they they look at their business. That's not how they look at the potential of their business or the
2: space that they're in. But if you very get simple, somebody... it's just not how they're measured. It's not how the reward system in corporate America works today. I'm a marketing. Right. You're not incentivized to think like that. Spend my money on 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 whatever I, you know I feel is going to help me achieve the goals that I need to achieve within the budget I've been given for this quarter. And unless you can show me how this acquisition is going to fit within that box, I I don't know how to make it work for me because my incentive is not to overspend my budget or blow my budget on something which won't have a direct impact to my bottom line, which causes me to get my budget renewed. It causes me to get my bonus at the end of the year. And and there's no vision in what, in what Drew's saying. Like most people don't have that,
1: that, you know, that fortitude to be like, wow. Okay. You know, like, like the media options, you got a million and a half dollars on identity, identity identity.com right? You know, it's going to take somebody that has a vision for what identity.com could be. You don't know how much we got for identity.com. No, no, no,
0: no. no. I think Michael thinks it's still for sale.
1: Oh, it's on, it's on the homepage. Yeah. Uh, I'm like,
0: oh crap. I'm going on there and removing it
1: right now. Okay. Well, well false. uh, Okay. Just for example, that was,
2: was, yeah.
1: Identity.com a million and a half bucks. Whoever bought it whoever bought it has a vision of how they can make a million a million and a half and one dollars at least. Or they think it's just they're going to be able to flip it one day and sell it for more. Great. The incentive of them making money is, is, is there somewhere. But they have a vision that they believe it is worth that or, or more. And you're not going to find someone like that at that price point if they don't have a vision of what it could be, whether it's through subscription revenue, whether it's through identity, you know, theft comparisons, whether it's through something, the the, the business model is there, but they also have the vision of the brand. And that doesn't happen often. I, I agree with, I agree with Drew in a sense.
2: In the case of of identity.com and I actually hope to get um, uh, Vinny Lingham, uh, the CEO of Civic uh, who acquired identity.com. I hope to get him on this show to talk about it. But You know, he is one of the few who understands these domains and the strategic advantage it creates. And very, very, very specifically in his field, which basically all revolves somehow around identity and know your customer and, um, you know, identity assurance, essentially. Um, There's nothing, absolutely nothing more important than trust. And I can tell you right now that again, we're talking about an industry with no brand recognition. Who is somebody gonna trust? They're gonna trust identity.com. That's for me.
1: it's a no-brainer. And we haven't even talked about the first benefit or feature of your product. We haven't talked about your price. We haven't talked about the way your website looks. We haven't talked about a damn thing about who you are beyond your URL. And and people just don't most people just don't get that. and, and, and- that's un- so, I want to ask, do, you, do either of you, and you, you both have such
0: different experiences, um, do either of you think that will change in the next generation? I mean, I'm looking at Michael, who is a serial entrepreneur at such a young age, and, um, but um, you, Michael, have said that you learned so much about business from your father, who was an entrepreneur. So in a way, you know, we talk about digital natives, I feel like in this generation, we're having entrepreneurial natives, right? Um, Entrepreneurship is not what it was a couple generations ago. It's now, I mean, now you can get a degree in college in entrepreneurship, right? So do you think as that shifts, as there are less of the checklists and the annual reviews that Drew, you're referencing, do you think um, over time, in a generation or two that there's gonna be a different um, perspective
1: I, th- I think that one percentage um, grow. you know it's it's like it's like most cases where there is a one percent you know I mean that one percent is gonna grow the people in and around that one percent and those communities of that one percent they will take that knowledge and grow so maybe it becomes three percent maybe it becomes five of, percent of entrepreneurs out there it, it doesn't grows.
2: need to. It'll stay one or two percent. That's a, that's all, and that's yeah. all you need. I mean, it, there's it, not going to be a like calm day. The world wakes the up, and they they get it. You know, they, they get it.
1: But yeah, Drew. I mean, exactly. It'll stay. It'll stay a small amount of people who understand this. There, there's yeah. not going to be a light switch day where oh man, domains are where it's at. You know that that's what we need
2: to do. But, but it, it can't be more right. It, it just it, so everything is relative, and so you have. Um, you know, 1%, I, I always say 1% to 2% of, of dot-coms are inherently valuable. Um, and I think that's probably about accurate, um, somewhere in between 1% and 2%. And those are the domains that we want to work on, right? And, and then we want to work with the 1% to 2% of people in the world who understand why these things are so valuable um, to put these brands in their hands um, so they can make something amazing on them. And... Um, it will likely never be more than that. Um, but that's, you know, there's only certain ways to create value. There's only like, mm. so many ways in Yeah, and this is one of those ways? Proven yeah. way of value. Well, the most proven way of creating value uh, in human history is scarcity. So scarcity is, um, you know, it, it's just, a, it, it's, a, it, it, it's a certainty. So. It's, if you have something which is inherently scarce and there's no way to um, alter that scarcity, then um, you will, by definition, as long as there's demand, there will be, even even if there's a, a .00001% increase over time in demand, you will increase the value and I can tell you firsthand that the premium, the one to 2% of .com domain names, which are left, um, premium names uh, are becoming less, being decreased. Um, over the next five years, I think we're going to do 5X, the number of companies that come online. One to 2% of those businesses are going to be people that get it. They're going to be the standouts. They're going to be the, the one in 10 Startups which which don't fail, and then one in ten of those startups which don't fail will be the people who get the value of these .com domain names, and will step up and take the risk and 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 have the uh, the advantage. And that is all you need. That one percent um, will drive exponentially um, because it's compounding. Remember, it will exponentially. Increase the value of the one that you're left. It's very simple math in in, in my opinion. Yeah, and all the Which domains are already to bought, right? To so,
1: you know, take the, the, the people that own these these they're quality gone. domains they're they're that, that you know Drew's talking about here, the one percent, the cream of the crop, they're all gone. And I would say generally, you know, let's just say three and five or more are owned by people who know what they want for it or know, you know, have experience in and around the space. So you're, you're, you're dealing with a set of owners right now that is not going to accept a price lower than what the 1% of businesses that drew is describing that get it would pay for it to begin with. So it's not like, you know, one day all the dot coms are going to drop and we're just going to, you know, just, you know, go free for all back into the you know world of no registrations. It's it's going to you know somebody's going to have to be able to justify the price of the current owners, and it's the only way that's going to happen is you get what we're talking about. If you get the value of what it is, what it could be, the competition in your industry, and how pretty much everything from your product to your business model to your profit is being compressed and eroded at at unmatched, uh, never before seen rates. And your domain can, can be the defense or a critical defense to that. You know, of course, backing it up with a quality product is important and vital to the best brands, but your domain can certainly assist in your business getting that, getting that wind under its sails. And a lot of people who come on the show. I love the show because it's so, it's so, it's just so meaningful, uh, uh, with these entrepreneurs, a lot of people that come on the show get this, you know, and, and, and understand the value of it. But most entrepreneurs executives out in the wild like you say domain names and they're like you know it, that doesn't really excite them and it's unfortunate because there there could be so many better businesses there could be so many bigger businesses out there if if people just simply built the same business they built but on a better domain and um you know a handful of people will understand that. So,
0: so let's talk real quick, Michael. You um, had an article in Forbes recently, excellent article about exact match domains. Um, I think you know you've certainly learned so much over your years of how many um, six-figure and up domain acquisitions have you done over the years? About.
1: Oh goodness. I'd say less than 10, uh, probably around between five and 10, um, uh, six, six figures, six figures, only a handful, um, BPN, let's see, cool math, uh, a couple other domains, um, that I was either helping someone broker or, um, using myself that, that wound up just, just buying and holding. So I like, I, I, I like the idea. And I think a lot of domainers, I learned this lesson the hard way. I like the idea of just buying a great name and, and only one name and focusing all my energy there. Um, you know, a lot of domainers we come from backgrounds. We tinker, uh, we tinker with, you know, this project and that project and this name and that name, and, you know, got to do this here. And you got your resources and, and time diversified over a lot of brands. And, um, that's a great way to learn. But once you do figure out what you're doing, what you want to do, um, uh, I kind of sunk my teeth into one one brand, and that that was VPN.
0: Yeah, good for you. Um, so, so, so I'm going to talk about yeah, you know Drew Rosner. We're going to give you a little hard time now. Um, no, Drew yeah, Rosner no, no.
1: I, I've been waiting for this moment.
0: Uh, <laughs> is considered the you know number one global expert in exact mat. I mean in domain name values period, and his <laughs> you know trademarked I think Ro- Rose Rosner equation is a um. You know, uh, is all about how to calculate a domain name value, and um, so let's talk, Drew. What did what do you think of his article, Michael? I know you've you've got some gumption in you. You guys will. Yeah, no, I, I, know, to-
1: I know. I Drew probably vigorously disagrees. So, Drew, Drew lay, lay it <laughs> on us. Lay it
2: on us. Yeah <laughs> no, So, so here's the deal. So, first off, um, <laughs> I commend you for putting out the article, and I think that it's an amazing stepping. Stone for the domain industry as a whole to have a um, data-driven approach to domain valuation on you know a um, a medium like Forbes.com right for for Forbes to be publishing an article about first off that that these domain names have such value to begin with right because it's easy for us to make that assumption as, as a baseline to say you know, great domain names have value, right? Great domain names have a lot of value, right? That for us, most of the audience on this show, that's a baseline, right? That's just something which is understood and principled, but that's not necessarily obvious to uh, the rest of the world, right? And so to get that article out there, for Forbes to be publishing an article that says, these domain names are inherently valuable, first off, and then to say, here's why, and then have a, a data-driven approach, to um, assessing that value I mean it's it, it's huge it's monumental right that's uh, everything is about um, uh, every, all, all types of growth it's about education it's about widening the lens um, and the scope of the audience and the people who understand that these things are valuable and that oh you should be maybe thinking twice about your main strategy maybe uh, don't think twice about um, you know uh, spending a lot of money to buy your best domain name just do it and and you know here's all the reasons why and here's the data to support the value right so monumental huge absolute giant building block for the domain industry as a whole to have that out there my disagreement is in the formula itself right so i have a much more um sort of rigid and, and, and involved formula with a lot more variables. But mo- a lot of that's not necessary, and, and it's too complicated for, for the broader audience to um, to understand. Um, fortunately, it uh, seems like mostly even the domain community uh, doesn't understand. But um, um, one thing that I think um, you, know, you got wrong is first off, assigning a $1 CPC is is silly um, because it doesn't account for competition. It doesn't account for um, the value of certain keywords over others. Um, it doesn't account for for, for a lot of, of really important factors that go into the value of a name. Um, secondly, I think that with the time frame that you're talking about, so you're saying that um, the 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 factor the the multiple that you should use. Um, in assessing the value, is how many years will it take me to get to you know be number one in Google? And first off, that's very subjective, and a number which is essentially impossible to calculate. Um, it, it's purely speculative, which takes all of the strength of the data. If you, it, the reason it's so important for the industry to have a data-driven approach to value is that value that which can be measured can be improved right and that which can be measured can be um uh, what's it what's the expression that which can be measured
1: no i think uh, i think that was pl- uh I, I i don't know drew i'm gonna have yeah, to leave it hey, out with no life so raft you need a metric
2: you need to be able to um have a, a an immutable way of of measuring value right that's that's it's it's like the baseline for for any asset class now when you put a subjective measure into uh, that formula, it, it eliminates the purpose, it eliminates the viability of that formula itself. So I think, um, I think that trying to extrapolate out how long it will take you to become number one in Google is a, a, a false friend, let's say. That's not the number that you want to lean on. Um, the number to lean on is, is what we talked about before. It's about the cost of customer acquisition or audience acquisition, whatever your purpose is. Okay. Um, reducing the cost of customer acquisition is the only thing. And when I see customer, again, we're talking about audience. We're talking about how do we get more eyeballs and reducing the cost of getting more eyeballs on your website is the underlying measure of value. And if you can reduce the cost of eyeballs, then you are creating a, a delta, which can be measured and extrapolated by a multiple, um, which I always call it, you know, a standard business multiple. So it depends, again, that's industry specific, so there's a degree of subjectivity here, but it's a subjective value which is clear and apparent to whoever is measuring it. So if I'm in the car um, insurance business, I know what my Reasonable business multiple would be if I'm going to go out and buy a small business, a small you know insurance agency. I know the multiples that I'm paying to buy that agency. The reason I'm buying that agency is to widen my reach, take out a competitor, you know, whatever the reasons might be. But there's a multiple which I can assign, and that multiple carries over to this formula. So um, even though it's subjective, it is clear and apparent to whomever is calculating it and um so those are the two those are really you know the two which are kind of big since i think you only had three variables but i i think two of the three variables are, are are off i think you're you're looking in the right direction um and i think like i said i think that just getting it out there as a hypothesis is a massive stepping stone it's it's it's, it's you know it's uh it's huge um so,
0: so I'm giving Drew his, his life raft, that which can be me- measured can be improved.
1: Can be improved. Yep. Okay. okay, and who, who said this?
0: I don't know. Um, <laughs> I said it. No, I said Google, it, it's, real, it's, I think it's just a saying. I don't think it's a quote. But, <laughs> no,
2: somebody, somebody said it. There was somebody, that, it, it, it's one of the-
0: Okay, now I'll Google more. But Michael, I mean, seriously, Michael, you're a baller in what you've done, what you've accomplished, and in writing this Forbes article, and in insisting that Drew be on this show, because you knew he'd, he'd.
1: he'd no, you know, I, I knew, I knew Challenge, Drew, I mean, challenge your perspective. The, the the Rosner formula was definitely something I took a long, hard look at. I think I think Drew, you know, where, where I agree a lot with what Drew just said is the audience factor. You know, I think the problem with the audience factor, you know, if if, if lower cost. Real value is, and that only matters if you have a lot of traffic to convert the customers from anyway. So, so really, CPA is is a, is a byproduct of your web experience, um, of your your traffic. Okay, if you get if you get ten eyeballs a, a day and you convert, you know, three of them, that's that's wonderful. You're you're crushing, you know, low low cost, uh, you know, customer acquisition, but you're not you're not dealing with any sizable traffic so the approach in the formula while i agree with you and several
2: others that that um, no because we're, we're we're talking about potential traffic we're not talking about current traffic we're talking about and it doesn't matter we're yeah, not talking how about how
1: do you how do you factor say, in the
2: potential traffic.
1: that's that that's that's what i tried to and i i, I agree with you i think there could
2: have been well, a, because all other things are constant right all other things are have to be assumed as constant right so you're let's say that let's just use vpn.com so you are, let's just say you're, uh, uh, well, since you already own VPN.com, we'll let you be the owner. But let's say I'm Joe's VPN.com, all right? And you're, you're just VPN.com. And uh, you and I are competing for the same traffic, whether that's on the web, radio, billboard, magazine, you know, industry, uh, newsletters, whatever it might be. However, you and I are going about- um, Waging more on each other. Well, attracting customers. Whatever we're doing, whatever we're using, utilizing, whatever tools, channels, mediums we're utilizing to bring customers or audience to our business, um, uh, the cost of that has to be considered a constant, right? Because It's going to be the same for you. It's gonna- the cost does, but but the total addressable market,
1: the TAM of what you're working, like like the, the the total amount of eyeballs, like there has to be a way to quantify what what that is. Now the The the, search volume. Say what? The the search volume. Yeah, and 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 that's what we did. Now the cost of that, from a CPC standpoint, I agree. A a dollar. um, When I was working with Forbes, what was was brought up time and time again was that this has to be for the domain industry, but at the same time for the broader audience. So I didn't get to get into the nitty-gritties in this particular article of of breaking that down. I, I I agree with you. That was probably the wrong approach for the article um, in terms of saying $1 CPC was, was right, but you have to have both. You have to know how many eyeballs you're working with, like the total amount of eyeballs, like not just the eyeballs that you're getting today or you could be getting if you were advertising, but what's realistically the total amount of eyeballs, search volume captures that. Um, then what's the cost of getting those search eyeballs there? You know, If you wanna get super technical, well, you know, if I run a paid ad, a paid ad is only gonna get clicked on one in four searches. You know, if I'm at the top of, of Google organically, I'm only going to get clicked on maybe four out of ten times. So you know, my formula
2: counts for that, yours doesn't.
1: It, that, that's true. That, that's true. But at the same time, what, what, what I also factor in is, is the time element of getting to that organically, the time element of maximizing the value. The time.
2: It, no, know, no, 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 wrong. So because I, mine accounts for that on day one, it just, it, the only thing that matters is your approach. But so, you're saying it's automatically there. I'm saying there has so to be. A, let's say that, but it's so not. you it can take the organic route, right, of building up to be organically number one in Google. Okay. Correct.
0: Which like
2: is Tomorrow, I can go out and I can start buying traffic tomorrow, and my cost per click, or your well, your cost per click on VPN.com will be lower than my cost per click on Joe's VPN.com. That delta is measurable. That delta accounts for a lower cost of customer acquisition. You're gonna have a higher click-through rate, you're gonna have a lower cost per click. That can be extrapolated out, again, exponentially, not because of compounds. And that creates a number, that creates a factor. Now, multiply that sometimes a original business multiple, and there you go, there's your value. And what I've always argued from the beginning is that this is not a complete value. This is a very, very, um, uh, basically, (laughs) You cannot, I've never found anybody who could argue with me and tell me, no, you're wrong. Right? You, you can not agree, you can, you can close your eyes, you can close your ears, you can do whatever the hell you want to do, but these numbers are fact. They are unarguable. They are, you know, it's just it's fact. And so um, what goes up and beyond that value that we can establish and make a foundational and data-driven argument for and convince people why this domain has the value it does what goes beyond that is some of the things that we discussed earlier in the show, right? So doesn't account for, if I put a VPN.com on a billboard, you know, on a highway on the 405 in Los Angeles, I mean, you're going to get a, a high conversion rate versus Joe's VPN, right? The same metrics, which apply to the, to, to, to web traffic can be applied to other trips, you know, other traffic. I don't know what the conversions rates are versus, you know, web traffic. I don't know any of that stuff. and, which is why I don't incorporate it into the formula. And again, the type of advertising that can be done off-web um, is going to vary based on industry, which again introduces subjective um, data points, which I don't want to deal in. So, um, But when it comes to traffic, I, I, I mean, I'm talking about day one. You know, I'm, not, I'm not taking any subjective elements into account. I don't care if it takes you three months or three years or 30 years to get to number one in Google. What I'm telling you is, this is a strategic advantage that is created by this URL alone on day one, and then extrapolate as far as you want based on how long it need. How long does your business need to recapture the cost of this domain name, cost of this asset, um, taking into account that you can also depreciate it? Um, how long does your business need to account for that cost, right, to make your money back, to get an ROI? Um, no.
1: I'm-
2: I, I agree. I agree with that, Drew. And I, I agree. Two, two points,
1: and, and Tess. I know we're getting. I know we're running up on the end of the show, but um, you know, when, when a when a, an appraiser comes out to appraise your house or to appraise a piece of commercial property, they come out um, if they're certified, if they're an MAI appraiser, at least here in the U.S. They'll come out. They'll look at the square footage of, of the plot. They'll look at the square footage of the of the the property. Those are objective. Those are clearly defined. Those You know, how how much uh, does it have a tennis court? Does it have a pool? Does it have, how big's the parking lot? All these things can be very clearly defined where the appraisal from a real estate standpoint gets subjective is, um, location. So you have to, you know, bring in then comps of other, of other properties that have sold in and around the area, which domains, there are reasonably good comps. Uh, I would say, like you said at the beginning of the show, every industry, every domain is obscenely different in terms of the use case. So it's very difficult to have this just kind of, you know, hey, this is, this is how we do it. But I, I, I agree um, in a lot of what you're saying that the follow-up article,
2: I, I'm putting- well, exactly- arguing my point. What you just said literally argues my point. You're just confusing something. So location is cost per click. That's it. Location is cost per click. If your location is, you know, Park and Fifth um, in Manhattan, you're, you're on Park and Fifth, the corner of Park and Fifth, you're going to get the highest price per square foot in Manhattan. I, I don't know if that's true, but it's probably up there, okay? Versus, um, you know, you're in Queens, your cost per square foot will be a tenth or whatever it might be, but it's a, it's a fraction of what it is on Park and Fifth. and. It's no different with keywords. So um, location, well, yeah, but because you're assuming like I pay. I pay to be at the top. Like I'm assuming
1: I don't pay to be at the top. That that formula, like it, the intention of that formula, is to is to assess the the true value of what being number one in Google could be if I
2: don't have to pay for it. I when I make- originally created that formula, ex, uh, exact match domain names were king. Exact match domain names were the X factor in getting you to the top of 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 organic search that is no longer the case plain and simple of course not
1: but 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 if you do become number one cars.com apartments.com hotels.com all the realtor.com all these number one brands that are exact match domains it's very very difficult to uproot them yes but
2: that has nothing to do with search
1: but no, that does have something to do with the quality of the property that I'm buying. My soil beneath my feet is, is beautiful soil. It's it's grade A. It's grade A. So sure, I don't have a beautiful garden on it yet. But when I do, this is what I could
2: be. Now, sure. Yeah, I mean, how does that support your argument of one dollar CPC?
1: Oh, the, the dollar CPC, and I, I did mention this. It, you know, you generally that's a quick math napkin formula. If you want to update it for your industry CPC, you know, you can you can easily do that. But, you know, even the CPC is- You pretty- have to
2: do that, though. You have to. You, you, you can't have a realistic valuation well, if you're well, not accounting you can, for- though, CPC- your location. You're, you because you got to account for location. It, okay, yeah. I take I take a 7,500-square-foot house in, um, you know, bumfuck Arkansas, and then I take a 7,500-square-foot apartment in Manhattan, you cannot compare those apples to apples but without
1: VPN.com, it's not just like i'm in manhattan
2: i have to earn my living you can't I compare can organicapples.com with carinsurance.com even if organicapples has the same search volume as carinsurance which I, I don't know if it does i'm sure it doesn't but organicapples.com has you know you cannot compare that to carinsurance.com and what you're saying is you, you know what you're saying is that you can those are those are apples to apples pun intended but you have to take into account CPC. One has a $50 CPC. The other one has a less than a dollar CPC. And so same way in real estate, you cannot evaluate two properties without taking into account location. You cannot evaluate a domain name without taking into account the keyword um, or the cost or the value of that keyword.
1: No, I I agree with you, Drew. And here's what we're going to do. The next article, we got an article coming out, I think five weeks uh, that follows this up. This conversation, your points are going in that article. So we're we're, we're getting we're getting Re- Rosner a, a, a feature, and uh, you got some good pushback here because uh, you're right. You're, you're you're absolutely right. I think the dollar CPC is generally inaccurate uh, for most industries. I think I think the location is a huge factor of of these domains, and and the napkin math approach uh, is is not the best way to educate. No, it is.
2: You're wrong. It's the the only way because nobody, I I can sit down in a boardroom and go through 36 variables that are in my formula and everybody in the room fell asleep already. And everything I said doesn't mean a goddamn thing because (laughs) I lost them after the third variable. So the back of the napkin math is key. Okay. There has to be a back of the napkin quick way to assess what is the value here, right? Just like anybody experienced in real estate can quickly back of the napkin, look at a piece of property and go, this is more or less where I'm gonna be at. This is yes. where you know, value is. It's a goodbye. I'm gonna do it, right? You have to have those instincts. You gotta have that quick, back of the math or back of your head formula that you can rely on to make fast decisions, okay? But you gotta get those basic variables right. And so, nice. dollar CPC goes out the window. And then the second one that goes out the window is your, your factor, your how many years am I gonna multiply by, or months, or whatever it is. Um, you're saying, you know, look at how long does it take me to get to the the, the, the first position of organic search. That is, I would argue today, no longer relevant. Um, that was very relevant when I created the, the, the formula, which I, by the way, never named Rosner Equation. I'm still embarrassed to this day that people call A it. The Rosner Equation. Seiger, Seiger. Seiger called it the Rosner Equation. Um, and it is forever now known as Rosner Equation because of the Internet. But... Um, I don't put my name on many things. and You don't put your name on other equations. <laughs> my back of the napkin is, you know, um, lowest common denominator being ultra conservative, uh, you know, one year, right? Like I just want to establish for somebody what is the absolute no brainer one year. If you can make your, to, uh, you cannot introduce me to any businessman. Well, at least no businessman who will have any success in their life who wouldn't make an investment blind if they weren't going to get a one-year ROI. If you're going to make 100% of your investment back in one year and then have the perpetual advantage, cash flow, whatever it might be that is introduced by that that in investment, perpetually or beyond the first year where you made your money back, I mean, you, you've got to be brain dead to not take that investment every time, even with your eyes closed. Okay, So if I say to somebody, look, here it is. Here's the back of the napkin math. Super, super conservative. Way off by a, a, a factor. Okay, maybe even magnitude. But back of the napkin would be like: take your search volume, take your cost per click, take your click rate, take your um uh, time value. Uh, yeah. So time value, your payback period, basically. Um, call it a year. You know, Who, who's not going to take an investment that pays it back in a year? So. You know, I'll, when I'm making that argument, when I'm on the phone with somebody and I'm trying to get them without you know any visual reference to just understand very quickly why this is a great investment, show them what the what the most conservative valuation possible is. One year payback period, right? And I think talking about an industry where it's very clear there's a longer payback period. You know, three years, five years, ten years.
0: And it you know, speaks to the simplicity. And it's funny because um, domain names in general, having vpn.com also speaks to the simplicity. Um, I did look up our little quote that which can be measured can be improved. It's, it's actually from um, Peter Drucker, who's like the, Drucker. the father of management. And his second most famous quote makes me think of you, Michael management, <laughs> management is doing things right, leadership is doing the right things. Now, when you were on our show last, you said in your your um, plan was world domination. And here you are. you are clearly doing the right things um, because you I mean eight eight offers already on the table, um, very qualified offers. What, what are the next six months year look like for vpn.com and for you? I mean, do you have other entrepreneurial endeavors is hundred percent going into VPN, but what does the next, next six months year look like for you? Um, where are you on your track for world domination?
1: Yeah. So I think, I think continuing to write about domains, I, I think just, just meeting and talking with people like you and drew and just, uh, staying fired up about the story um, is definitely something that I'm continuing to enjoy and, and write about I think um, you know the visibility in the domain space from VPN from just talking about it being on shows like this has been incredible uh, in terms of what's next for the brand uh, we spent a lot of time looking at uh, what our customers have told us and what some of the best affiliate sites in the world are doing in terms of how they they take their funnel down uh, take their customers down the funnel so I'll use you know maybe a hotels.com or creditcards.com is probably a slightly better example. They do, you know, uh, 50 to hundred million dollars a year, helping you find a credit card in a very, you know, in 15 seconds. And for us, we spent a lot of time looking at, at brands like this, uh, looking at brands that, um, you know, are positioned perfectly and how they, uh, you know, activate their business model for us. I would say in the next three months, we're going to be having a, uh, a huge website uh, improvement rolling out, which is very exciting because that will start, um, I would say that'll start generating a lot of capital that we can then redeploy back into the business. Uh, I would say a little bit further out, six months out, um, we're, we're, you know, we're high up there in Google. Uh, we're, we're starting to advertise a lot more. I mean, the, the best competitors in this space are advertising 500 to 700,000 a month in, in AdWords and Bing. Um, so there's a lot of uh, a piece of the pie there. Uh, for us to start seeking our teeth into Uh, I think uh, in terms of of beyond that it's you know it starts with VPNs we dominate VPNs how people buy them Uh, but it's not just VPNs it's you know all things internet security antivirus messaging apps you know equipment that a business needs Uh, really the vision is to have if your family or your business needs to be protected online or you need to protect something inside one of those two Um, you can come to vpn.com and we're going to help you out and we're going to give you those unbiased reviews and comparisons where you can make the decisions you need looking at all the options but quickly finding the one that's right for you and and I would say here in the next probably eight to twelve months when I come back on this show and and I've got another article for for Drew Drew and us to banter about uh, we'll have some good solid updates for us for us then too Tess.
0: That's fabulous, Michael. So you, you know, in the last show we talked about your pivot where you bought VPN thinking you were going to be another VPN provider and you saw the opportunities and pivoted to being a VPN review site with, with affiliate, um, to other VPN entities. And now, even though you're on an exact match, you're so credible and you have such a great customer base, you're still able to expand to larger security space because you have people who trust you and are looking for security. Period. That's right. fabulous. So you're going. You you're already well on your way to world domination, yeah. and now you're just going to world dominate in a bigger space. Adam. Yeah. Well, good job, that, um, Michael. I love having you on. I really enjoy our email conversations, but there is no passion. Like I mean, Drew. Besides your struggles getting your, like, through customs in Germany. I don't know if i I ever hear you as passionate as excited as when you talk to to Michael.
1: <laughs> we get we get you fired up. That's that's good. Getting them fired up from Portugal. <laughs> You're yeah. from Lisbon.
2: So yes, Lisbon. Yep. Right. Lisbon,
1: Lisbon. right on. Right uh, on. So. Well, Tess, Drew, thank you, thank you so much for uh, for having me on. I really appreciate watching you guys grow the brand, Domain Sherpa, and, and Media Options. So. Uh, let, let's, let's get identity.com buyer on. I, I'm, uh, I'm eager to see what, uh, what jewels we can pull out of that episode.
0: Nice. Well, I, I, uh, hope next time we see you, you're wearing like a crown for your world domination.
1: Yeah, that, and, that might be a little too, too much. Maybe, maybe I'll fly to, to, to Lisbon and we'll do this interview in person or something that,
2: that, that, that's where we're going.
0: I like we're gonna that. Make I like that a lot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Okay. Like so we'll take it's always great discussing with you, you know, it's, um, you, you're wise beyond your years and you've got great insight into uh, what makes domains valuable, what makes a great domain name, and, uh, you know, ultimately those are the two foundational things for any domain investor, um, which is most of our audience, um, to succeed, right? If you don't know how to value a domain, then you don't know what you can pay for the domain and you certainly don't know what you can sell it for. And so, um, establishing, you know, what is a good domain and then what makes that domain valuable and then how to measure that, you know, these are, these are the most important elements of, uh, any domain investors toolbox. And, uh, I think you do a great job in helping us to uh, convey that to people and, and giving, you know, uh, fresh perspectives on, on how to do it. And, uh, so I appreciate that. And uh, you're always welcome to come back and, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to uh, the next time uh, I can tear apart your argument. Uh, I'll have some more for you, Drew. Don't don't you worry. You will not have to worry. Excellent. <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank that you is. both
1: again.
0: Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Michael. Talk to you next time. Bye. Okay. Bye, Bye guys. guys.